Hey guys, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to our YouTube channel, Kels and Betsy, where we talk about raising capital, investing with purpose. I'm your host, Kelisha Carter. I always forget my last name. And then I have my co-host, Betsy. Hey everyone, we are very, very happy here. I think we always get like amped up, like, hey, let's go, let's do this. Um, and then we have like awesome, inspiring conversations, but I think that's what makes it like so awesome and fun. It is, man. This is, this episode is going to be extremely, I mean, I think we say this about every single episode, but it's always good when we bring on an expert and they can share their insights of how they're running business, how they are raising capital and investing with purpose. So we're just going to, before we even dive right into it. We have a special, special announcement. Are we doing our announcement? Announcement? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, a disclaimer for all our audience out there, our audio audience and our visual aud audience. This um, following information is for educational purposes only. Please do your own diligence. We do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice, even though we do bring professionals and experts on here. So if you do need someone, please reach out or come to our lives. We bring them on our lives and um, we can ask them questions there for free. <laughs> <laughs> and then even our guests, as well, just keep in mind, they are just sharing their experience, what they have experience in their business and just giving insights. Um, as Betsy always say, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, you salt. know, it's different, like, especially with creative deals, and we do them all the time, right? So, like, yeah. they can change drastically from one thing to the next. Yeah, so let's welcome Britain Furlong. Hey, hey guys. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. What's going on? Thanks so much for having me. I've been I watching like you guys' podcast. It's awesome. I love what you guys are doing. Yes. <laughs> Just stoked to be a part of this world. It's exciting to be around other investors who are inspired doing deals and learning and helping each other. I mean, that's what it's all about. So just stoked to be here. It's weird because it's normal. Like I always see Brandon and his partner friend. What happened with Jess? Jess had something come up today. She couldn't be here, but we'll definitely be seeing you guys soon. Hopefully we'll hop on another one in the future. Oh, yes. Soon, soon. She's, she's definitely the better half. She's in this as much as I am. We obsess about real estate together. We're watching, you know, podcasts till midnight and first thing in the morning doing Zoom. So we're, we're both all in. So I love it. I love it. Grateful to have a partner who, you know, is in it with me. So. Listen, I always like when I first met you guys at the, con the Raising Private Money Conference last week, like they're like, bam. And even after following them on Instagram, it's like the true definition of a team um, of just how you guys like collaborate with each other. Like, this is my strength, that's your strength. And then when you guys put both of your strengths together, it's like, it's phenomenal the things that you guys have been doing. So, Kudos to you guys and Jess. I know you're not here, but you'll be watching this. Shout out to you, girl, for doing your thing. 
But let's just dive right in. Just briefly introduce um, yourself uh, in terms of how you got into real estate, how you got into raising private capital for your real estate projects. Awesome. Yeah. So we're we're from Santa Cruz, California. Um, we bought our first starter home in 2017. It was a total teardown cottage on a big lot. And everyone was trying to encourage us to buy like a townhome or a condo, but we stuck to our guns. We wanted something we could either add to or develop. And we knew we wanted to have rentals someday. From the first time we met, my wife, Jessica, was talking about having a rental out in Spain. So we've always kind of romanticized the idea of having rentals and um, some passive income as as life went on. And But fast forward to a couple of years ago, um, we kind of hyper-focused on short-term rentals with the laws out here in California, um, with the with kind of like the rent moratoriums and all the stuff going on. Um, we just kind of found, felt that short-term rentals was the direction we wanted to go. It seemed like one of the only ways to make properties cash flow in California. And it seemed like we, as owners, you know, you have a lot more rights being a short-term rental host in California. You can you can enter the property, you can you can remove people from the property, and you can clean it, and maintain it between guests, and keep it in like for sale ready uh, condition, like at all times. So we really like that model. But to be honest, we've traveled a bunch, staying in Airbnbs all over. So we also knew that we thought it was a cool business. And we said, I think we could really enjoy this. My, my wife loves design. So we have a lot of complementing strengths. So she's really good with the, with the design of it. Absolutely. She's got a really good eye of cohesive to bring it home too, and not kind of get halfway through a project and get distracted, but really bring a cohesive kind of vision all the way to completion. But um, yeah, so anyway, we we kind of did a house hack on our first one, turned it into our first short-term rental, did a, a, a mentorship program, which kind of, we went into it wanting just to launch our first short-term rental and kind of just do that well. And when we came out of that, wanting to have a bunch of them and kind of had a totally different mindset coming out of that mentorship. And we've just been pursuing that ever since. And we got into raising private capital, obviously, and we're doing, we're targeting, kind of leaning more towards creative now just because of the market. And that really excites us, um, <laughs> you know, kind of like engineering deals and just figuring out ways to put the puzzle together. I really enjoy that part of it. So that really excites me. And I, I think there's really no deal that can't be done with creative or having all the different tools in your toolbox. So yeah, we're just passionate. We love what we're doing and we're, we're still learning obviously a ton. So yeah, that's where we're at. I love it. I love it. I think I got super excited when, and we'll go into this as well, like the breakdowns of how you guys got this deal. When when they got their first creative deal um, in Pigeon Ward, that's the, so that's the same cabin that we're, we're, we're referring to, Betsy, that they just went live with. How that feel to get the first creative deal? Yeah, so man, we've been for the last year we were pursuing a bunch of boutique motels. We've actually submitted a bunch of offers, um, a bunch of seller finance offers, and we kind of were dabbling in it, but we didn't really have much creative finance education. Um, yeah, and we started watching a bunch of Paces content and, and getting more educated, and then, but honestly, we weren't a part of Sub Two yet, and um, honestly, just started cold calling some realtors <laughs> direct to direct to agent, which I know is kind of you know, being a glutton for punishment because most of them kind of stonewall you. It can be challenging. And if you're not, if you're not really, really good at negotiating creative finance, 
it's an extra layer of challenge, multiple extra layers, because sometimes you're working with the selling agent, the buying agent. By the time you give, you're not even talking to the seller, you have no idea what the pain points are. I mean, it, there's a lot of challenges, but with this one, it just clicked right away. And he put me in touch. I talked with the seller. We talked for about an hour and a half and kind of negotiated the whole thing. And I sent him over a purchase agreement like the next day, got a transaction coordinator on board. Um, Rochelle Jarvis, and she helped because we're new as our first deal. So she helped walk us through it as well, which was really awesome. I'm super grateful that she did that with us. And she advised us and we just took the deal from purchase agreement to closing all subject to um, in 30 days and renovated it for two months. And now we have it listed as our short term rental. That's amazing. And so the do you guys want to know hear more about the deal? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So all the beans. I know you guys use private money for that deal. So okay. tell us everything about it. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Like, a little rewind. We've been actively raising private capital this year and and so we had some people kind of on deck and we've built up an email list which we send out with with deal flow and different properties we're interested in bringing on, you know, opportunities for lenders to come on with us. And so we had a little bit of some people on deck and then when we locked this deal up in contract, we started promoting it on Instagram, lending opportunities, sending out emails. And one of our um, contacts reached out and said, I'm in. And so we brought him, we brought one in at first. We ended up bringing a second one in as a buffer. So we ended up having two on this deal. Um, so we had about 150000 total private money on this deal just to give us a little cushion. But so, uh, go ahead. So, so Wait, before we even go deeper into it, so use a one fifty for the private money. So mm -hmm. with that one fifty, using two persons, did you do like a first, a second, and a third lien? Did you put them in an LLC? How did you structure that deal? That's what I was gonna ask. So, so we did with the one of them was a smaller amount, so we did um, a personal guarantee on that one um, mm -hmm. because we have a relationship with them, and we didn't want to add them on as a lien position for this. So. So that worked well for them and we were able to negotiate that. Um, obviously we have all the other documents in place as well. Um, so, yeah. And the other one is on, yeah, the other one is on as a second lien position. And so he'll be in for a year, your commitment, but at 10%. So. Yeah. Yeah. So planning to cash out that PML at the end of 12 months. Yeah, that's, that's the, one of the options, but what's cool, I mean, kind of where we're at with, with these deals is there's so many different ways to structure them and so many different exit strategies, as you guys know, on creative, right? There's like, we, this property could be sold as a wrap later. Um, we could swap this PML out with another PML if we wanted to leave someone in. And since we're at 10%, you know, if you were to compare it to like a 50-50 partnership, equity split and cash flow split, honestly, the 10% is still really good for us as investors. Like our cash flow is Bit greater um, at that. And then the property, you know, really like going into this deal, we underwrote it, you know, considering the private money, considering the renovation, all the holding costs, and, and we funded the whole thing. We didn't use any of our own capital. So our flights out there, everything was covered through our private money raise. Um, but we factor that in, and, and even the cash flow supports all of that. Um, so it's a pretty sweet deal. We're definitely excited about it. And yeah. I love how you mentioned that you factored in all those costs. Because when people hear about 
uh, getting them to short-term rental and just, they think it's just the clean and the utility. When using private money, you need to account for, okay, if the cash flow is 4,000, what's the mortgage, what is the utilities? Yes, the HOA, what is the amount that we're giving to the PML at what rate? Then when you account for all those costs, that's when you know your true cash flow amount and your ROI, which I love that you mentioned that. And it's genius that you will to cover your expenses. And it, and it works, works really well. And like the first, so a couple other projects we did were more the burster model and we used all our own capital then. We were leveraging ourselves and um, that was great. But as interest rates have shifted and the markets changed a bit, that model is no longer really, it's hard to make it work. You know, it's hard to get your money out. Um, but we've also learned through more, you know, kind of further in our education going down the rabbit hole of creative finance and raising private capital is that 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 philosophy and that burster method is great in certain markets, but there's so many other ways to do deals. Um, and there's so many other exit strategies that you don't really have to stick on one. There's so many different options. So going into it with an open mind and kind of engineering like, hey, we could do this, we could do that. And we kind of present, we, you know, we present that to our PMLs and we're very upfront, like, hey, this is our plan, but we could also do A, B, C, or D as well in the future. And if you need your money out sooner, we have these options. And we kind of kind of go over that with the people so that they're comfortable and we're very upfront about that. We love that, especially because like we, we are very creative, especially, in, well, we're creative in everything we do, um, structuring our deals, structuring um, for our private money lenders to come in. Um, even for our own stuff, we're we're very creative. Now, um, how how would you mitigate the risk when a private money lender is coming to you and telling you like, well, I do want to invest, but like I I know that there's risk involved, but like how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, we definitely are upfront. We tell them that you know, no investments. Obviously, there's risk with every investment, and nothing's guaranteed. But then we go over um, you know how we underwrite our deals, um, our experience managing short-term rentals remotely and, and and using technology and kind of all the things we do within our business that it, it kind of adds confidence. Um, and then we talk about the different exit strategies and our network of investors nationwide and other private money lenders, and as well as our mentors who we can lean on and, and use as resources. So we kind of go over all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, investing, investing has risks. Um, but again, we build confidence with all these controls we put in place to kind of mitigate that risk. And honestly, you know, our mindset is our private money lenders money is more important than ours. So yeah. at the end of the day, they would be made whole, whole regardless of any circumstance. So that's yeah. kind of our commitment. And we wouldn't be raising private capital if we didn't believe in our model and our underwriting and our numbers. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we don't want to get into bad deals. <laughs> we don't want to have hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up in bad deals either. So do our best to, to get the good ones and make it all make it all work. When you when you're presenting your your deals to lenders, um, I know a lot sometimes we want to see what does what's the expected income, what's the expected expenses. Do you show the net cash? Do you share how much you're gonna be making on that deal? Um, it kind of depends on the private money lender. Some of them. Are going to invest or you know lend regardless and they're not interested in the details but they have confidence in us but they don't understand um, real estate investing enough to to really even know if we showed them the spreadsheets and stuff 
Um, some of them are more interested. So we kind of take it on a case to case basis. I really enjoy showing them the whole breakdown and, and our whole strategy if they're interested in that. But some people it overwhelms them and can kind of almost, you know, freak them out a bit. So case to case basis. We definitely, we definitely offer that. Absolutely. <laughs> That's that cool. makes sense. We can to see how much money they're going to make, like the, the investor is going to make. And they now, they kind of, some of them get super greedy about, they're like, oh, I want to make more money. We're like, okay, but that's it. We make this amount of money. Your amount is guaranteed because it's kind of like an expense that you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. So I run into that roadblock before. So that's why I asked you that. Yeah, totally. And we've had some, I've had some contacts who are interested in private money lending, but who are also seem more interested in having an equity piece and being a partner. And I've kind of had a couple of meetings with people like that. And I've almost, they almost make more as a private money lender with less risk and less involved than coming in as a partner sometimes. Um, and so after kind of breaking that all down for them, explaining like, Hey, if we can do a partnership thing. We can split the cash flow, but we're also going to split expenses holding costs, if the stove breaks, anything else with the property, if we have vacancy, that we might have to throw some money back in the bank account. And so I'm kind of upfront about that as well. And it comes down to like, you have time or money, right? So a lot of our private money lenders have, have some capital, they don't have the time to learn to become short-term rental investors. So. That's a very, that's a very awesome way to put it. Like, I, I like that visualization. Like, yes, if you're going to be an equity partner, you get to be part of this property, but you also have to um, cash in the expenses. And, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Of course, it's a good part of it, so that's good. Yeah. 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 And, and so, I mean, I we'd like to do some equity partnerships on bigger deals, you know, like maybe boutique motels, properties that the cash flow really supports that. But then also we, we really like kind of managing them and running in the way we feel um, that we've learned works well. Um, using our, our instincts based on our education. So kind of having that control to make sure this property is successful because if you're not managing them well, I mean, they might not do as good as you wanted and we want to make sure they do well. So that's important. I think, yeah. well. These JV agreements in place clearly define everyone's roles and do that before there's any money exchanged. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I like telling them that you're going to be a silent it's like you're super silent, you're, you're not doing anything at all. And I try to, I put that in writing. So you know, like, I'm doing one in the day today, I'm making the decision because you're, you don't have any experience in doing it. So why do I need to rely on you to make certain decisions? You're just coming up as a And you're doing a motel, right? You have a motel deal you just got into, right? With the guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. Congrats. Mainly that, so we just assist it as much as we can. Look forward to hearing more about that one. <laughs> <laughs> now we're doing, um, right now, so we're going to stop by earlier today. Um, trying to get it ready. Right on. Everything. Go ahead, Betsy. Oh, I was just going to have a question. I was just wondering what you do for your credibility piece for your current money lenders to like. What, what do you have for them to see you and see what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have, 
um, a few different things we do. We have our Instagram, of course, social media stuff, which you kind of can't live without these days. Um, and then we have kind of like a, a pitch deck or you know, presentation packet. We have a couple of different ones that when we're kind of first talking to private money lenders, we kind of go over a high level presentation, which it's all branded and we have info on kind of our business and our team and some photos and kind of just high level go over what private money lending is. Um, and then as we kind of, as that relationship grows and they become more serious, we kind of go over specific deals and get more into the underwriting and, and um, stuff like that. And we kind of highlight our teams and our, our um, success with our other properties to, to kind of help, you know, give them confidence in, in our business. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we don't want to work with people we don't vibe with and there isn't a good connection with and we don't just someone came with five million bucks but then wanted to micromanage everything and call me every five minutes i wouldn't want to work with them i want to work with people who have confidence in us and believe in us and it's a good fit right yeah. we're not so asking we, we're presenting opportunity right yes <laughs> that's it as much as you need the money this is an opportunity that we're presenting so even when you structure these deals, like how do you maintain the communication like during the entire process until you close and even after? What are you doing to stay in contact with these lenders? Yeah, so we have um, a custom email chain for each deal. So we'll have those specific private money lenders on that deal. And then we'll have a nice branded email that we send out monthly with project updates and just details on the deal, some photos, sometimes videos different clips from the project. And then um, after the project's completed, we'll switch to quarterly, like every few months, send out an update on how the property's performing. Oh, that's what you're using. Tell me more. That's what we <laughs> so, so far that's been good for us. What are you, what's the, what's the software are you using? So we have a, a Squarespace website that I built for us. And then we're using um, the built-in marketing campaigns inside of there to create pretty cool branded templates and stuff. So definitely. And who sends out. all the updates? Um, usually me, <laughs> but we both do. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've used Squarespace before and I was like, yeah, there are so many limitations. So I stopped on Squarespace, but we definitely look back into that to see. So here's another jazz Squarespace. If you guys are looking to tie everything in and, and communicate with your lenders and yes. projects, that yeah. I like doing that too. So that's pretty good. There, um, I would say I've been using Squarespace for years. I've built like seven websites on there, like for my band and my other businesses. So I've gotten pretty good at using it. Um, the one thing I really like about them is they're always improving and they're very like. Kind of graphic design like beautiful oriented so if you want websites that look beautiful and you don't mind playing around with building them it's a it's a good way to go but you do have to do your own seo and kind of all that technical side but they have a lot of cool um softwares that integrate with your phone like the, they basically have a, their own version of Linktree that you can have all branded just to match your website um, so everything can be super cohesive and it makes it really easy and it's all kind of different upsells within the software well, definitely. To look into that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They have a lot of great templates to start with. So, I mean, you guys have beautiful uh, branding already, but what do you guys use? We use Card. We have so many different integrations that we're 
because um, we use carpet a lot, and we use uh, what's it called? What's it called? The email marketing get yeah. response. Okay. So yeah, we use ClickUp as a CRM, but I think it's like um, we kind of just started. We we're that type of people that we just like we have an idea and we run with it. So it's like whatever program we can get that's like available and it's not that too, it's not expensive. We just go. Yeah, we just yeah. go. It works. It works. That's the way to be, right? Just take action, right? Yeah. <laughs> ClickUp too really helps us to keep organized. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're able to see all the projects that we're working on, the status is are we reviewing paperwork, um, are we waiting on funding, um, mm -hmm. and then here we know like, what lenders connected to it. So now we're trying to integrate where whenever we update the status or the pipeline for that particular project, that lender also gets that update. Ooh. So that's what we're trying to figure out how we can all go together. Because right now we will just email the the lender, just say, hey, this is what's happening, or we'll just send a text message. Because some lenders we have relationships with, mm. um, but now we're trying to integrate everything into like one software. Because I, I love that idea. I mean, yeah, just make it more efficient, more seamless, more organized, right? Yes. Absolutely. It can get like a lot, and it's just it's the two of us. <laughs> yeah. right. it's, really, it's really just the two of us, and that's the thing. It's it's a lot of work, um, but I think it will be worth it. It will be Absolutely. worth it than someone on. And we will, and we really, really love what we do. Like it doesn't. I mean, there's some days that we're like exhausted, or that we're just like, oh my gosh, this this week has been full. <laughs> It's full of things, but I know that like every week we start and we do our, I feel like Money Mondays has become our like refresher. So they have come live and we're like, hey, like we're just hanging out and learning and, and just talking to all of you guys have been really inspiring. That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, it shows you guys are passionate about what you're doing and it's inspiring. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. This is, I want, can you tell us about one more deal before we wrap up? One deal that Got, um, using private money and how you structured that deal. So we had, we had it. I'll talk about this one, but it, it ended up because um, it's a good comparison to using creative, but it's a deal that ended up falling through, but we spent two months on a boutique motel. It was a, it was a five unit boutique motel in Big Bear, California. And we were approaching it using SBA financing. So talk about the most thorough process for getting funding I've ever experienced. And we wrote a full business plan and all these um, projections and it was extensive, but it, we feel like we learned a ton, honestly, because we learned kind of how to underwrite a property like that, a commercial property from the SBA's perspective. So I think we came out of it knowing a lot more, even though the deal ended up not working out due to some details on the seller's side with the SBA not wanting to fund um, due to the way they filed taxes. It was really some interesting stuff, but um, we raised about a quarter million private capital for that, and we had them on deck for that. So that was a huge accomplishment for us to go through that process. Um, so that's good. So we raised that quarter million. Now I want want to learn more. How did you find those people, and were those like subcommitments? Like how did you pitch that deal? So that was we kind of did the same exact thing. We were doing our email blasts to our kind of email list that we've been building. Um, 
and we had uh yeah some some people you know a lot of the people have come on board as lenders so far at least um have been in our network already people we didn't even think would be interested in something like that and we started talking about what we were doing and and showing content about our you know and then people started reaching out and that's been our best tool so far for for that system yeah I, I love it. And are you doing anything to like build your list? Like I know some person would be like, oh, check out our website and join our mailing list. Like how, how are you really trying to build that list? Um, I'll reach out to people and, and ask them if I can, if they're interested in me adding them on. Um, so I'm trying to always add people on and then I'll send it to, I'll send it to people. We'll throw it through our social media pretty regularly to try to get people to, to jump on. So it's a slow grow, but Oh, trust me, we get it. <laughs> yeah. We we get it a lot. So we're always trying to build our list as well. And even like what we've done is if we go to events, like any meetups or anything like that, and we get someone's contact, we immediately go in and just add them to our mailing list. Based on a conversation we have, like, let's pull this person in our mailing, mailing list. Because even if the what we're sending out doesn't work for them. We don't know they can forward that email to a friend. Absolutely. So we're Absolutely. like, whatever is it that works, man. Yeah, and it seems like the more the more you're out there, the better these days, right? All the different channels, everything, just talking about stuff. And so it's funny. So at first, Jessica and I were kind of going more the old school, like we want to have properties where we're not going to talk about it because we, yeah. you know, that was more of our approach before we joined one of our mentorships and then we kind of just embraced like all right i mean i was already doing social media with my other businesses for years you know but with real estate we were we were scared and we were newer and we were like we didn't know if we should be talking about owning properties or worried about liability reasons and stuff like that you know but we, we had to just get over that and just embrace it like hey you know if people don't know what you're doing then how are they going to know they don't know what they don't know and if you're not showing them then how are you going to raise private capital if no one even knows you're a real estate investor? So that was kind of what <laughs> us to, to start talking about. it. You're so right. You're like, right? A thousand percent. Sometimes you think about it. Oh, I don't want to brag or I'm not doing enough or I'm not that expert. So I don't want to share it. But as you said, like you got to post something so people can see that you're actually doing something. It doesn't have to be perfect. Exactly. So at least you're space what's one tip or advice would you give to anyone who's looking to get into real estate or already in real estate and looking to create private capital i mean definitely if you never raised private capital before i mean call someone who does or reach out you know and have a conversation um you just want to get educated um and make sure you have kind of the foundation in place before you are raising private capital I think it's a cool concept and I think everyone likes the idea of being able to use money for a deal and having access to capital, but make sure you go and kind of learn the foundational stuff with contracts and, and all that as well. So you can execute while raising private money. Mentorships are always a great way to go. Um, people have been doing it for a long time. So find someone who you resonate with and ask if you can learn from them, you know, or help them in a way, and, you know, you're right a thousand percent especially with that mentorship aspect of things that has helped me a ton yeah building um, the community your community your own circles yeah absolutely 
And, and then don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. You know, just take action. That's the big one. Is like you know, I think the best thing is like learn learn it enough. I mean, like when we got our that first subject deal we just talked about, it was like I was watching Pace's content and some other people on YouTube reading some books and stuff, and then we were like, hey, we don't know it all, but I'm gonna call this person anyway and, and go for it, right? And then we learned so much through the process, and so I think it goes with everything: is don't get stuck just learning. And reading books because if you don't practice what you're learning you'll forget it you'll lose it you know, you'll lose momentum so, so taking right. action and not every deal is going to be perfect not all of them are going to have these huge cash on cash returns and you know it, that's okay too you know you're we're, it's like dollar cost you know averaging i mean you gotta just keep building them up keep doing deals and at least that's what i see the successful investors doing so i'm doing i'm following their lead because <laughs> you really learn a lot of process you a lot of the things that you're trying to get ready for, like what if to have the answers ready, all of that goes through the window. But when you're in it, you start to learn something completely different and then you're stuck and you're like, okay, I don't know this. I need to go find the answer. So you, you're looking for something specific and then you're retaining stuff more and then you hit another roadblock and that way you're figure, you're really figuring it out. And you, yeah. will, you won't forget it. No. Yeah. And I think... I think that goes in um, what we started doing, Felicia and I, with with our podcast, with our content, because we are learning as we go and we're teaching as we go. And we've been learning a lot more and very quickly, um, very quickly. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the biggest difference. <laughs> My internet is giving so when you hear what other persons are doing it doesn't have to be the exact thing but just hearing how persons are structured do you take a little piece of it mm -hmm. and you incorporate it in your business because that, that's where you get so creative that way because you're looking at it and you're like oh this person did this before we can try this and that person did this and you put everything together and it makes sense because we're learning as well um asking these questions hearing you share your stories and everything like that so getting as much as getting inspired yeah this, yeah this is good but um, absolutely yeah i hope that you guys found a lot of value in this episode uh written uh their instagram will be in the description and then if you find anybody have questions or anything like that, you guys can leave a comment below. Like this video if it was if you enjoy it actually. And then if you guys want to follow us um, or hang on the link, will be in the description. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Thank you everyone for watching, for listening. Remember, we're available on anywhere that you actually listen to your podcast. Um, feel free to leave a review as well. <laughs> leave a review let us know what you guys think share this episode with somebody else and we're just happy to provide value and yeah. on to the next go ahead Etsy. i was gonna say and join our email list since we were talking about that get on our website join our email list see our updates we send all types of updates see what we got going on we share the deals that we have we share like tips about private money lending if you're interested in using your retirement account, we give you insights on that too and how to do it. 
And now we're actually even start. Oh, forgot about this. We're starting a webinar. Um, webinars are sharing the private marketing process. Uh, we'll bring on different speakers as well for you to have like conversations with. So again, providing value as much as you guys can, and we are learning as well. Wow. Thank you, for being here with us. Thanks so yes. much, Betsy, Kalisha. I really appreciate you guys. Look forward to seeing and you. Jack, you're here, but thank you so much too. You're a phenomenal woman. She's amazing. But appreciate we'll that. definitely have you guys on the next episode. So look forward thank to you guys. So much. And right. thanks so much. Time. See you guys.